Welcome to today's episode of Ministry Matters That Matter. So we are in retreat mode. We've been at a Heritage Christian Alumni Retreat. No, I have not used my razor since I got here. We've had an amazing time with a lot of Christian leaders who are graduates of Heritage Christian. I have with me my friend Matthew Moran. Matthew is the preaching minister for the Castle Rock Congregation in Castle Rock, Colorado. And he has been in ministry for many, many years. He's from Canada, but he's been in the States a long, long time. He brings a lot of unique perspectives. He is not only an outstanding proclaimer of God's word and good with people, he's also an outstanding writer. And one of the books he has written is a book called Natural Evangelism. Matthew is one of the most evangelistic people I've ever had the privilege of being around. And if you follow him on Facebook, one of the things you will notice is the regular postings of people being baptized into Christ. So what I wanted to do in today's episode is just let him share as he thinks about years and years of experience of leading people to Jesus. Matthew, just talk to us about what are you what do you think are the most important things we need to know about leading people to Jesus. Well, thank you for having me on the show, and I love the title of it, Dr. Brothers. And it's a great honor to be here. It is around 10 o'clock at night, so if we kind of forget our words and slur a little, understand what's going on. Um, I want to talk about three things for being an effective natural evangelist. The first one is start with your story. In our culture today, nobody wants a fight, nobody wants a debate, but everybody's willing to listen to your story and affirm your story. They actually are cheering for you when you share your story with them. And the way that I tell people to share their story is through the AIM approach. And the AIM approach means this. First of all, be authentic. The second term there is to create interest. And then the last concept is M for what difference has Christ made in your life? And so you just really want to be authentic. Start with a weakness. Start with something that is a struggle in your life. Maybe your marriage was a struggle. Maybe your childhood was a struggle. Maybe you're having a struggle at work. But, but start with something that is not a braggy church thing. I grew up in the church, dad was great, my mom was great, my grandfather was great, and I'm sure 20 generations of my family is great. That doesn't connect. But then create interest. Try to connect where they're at. Maybe they're struggling with something. So tailor your story to an interest, kind of like the woman at the well in Jesus. Jesus is talking about water, because she's thirsty. And then it draws her in. And then the last one is, what difference has Christ made in your life? Because everybody wants to see transformation, and everybody's looking for solutions. And if they have seen that there has been change in your life, they're going to, they may not jump out that moment, but they're going to sit back and think, I wonder if Jesus could help me. So that's the first one. Tell your story. The second one is understand the role of shame in evangelism. We don't ever talk about shame in evangelism. We never really talk about how people will put up walls. So what's odd is 
we will start sharing the gospel with somebody and then they may go blank or they just aren't interested. It may not be that they're not interested, but they're sin, they're shame. And they would rather not deal with that shame because it's painful. So they'll just tune you up, cut you off. So the woman at the well, as soon as Jesus is like, yeah, you've been married five times and the man you're living with now is not your husband. She totally sidetracks and says, oh yeah, there's a fight above which mountain to worship on. That was because of a response of shame. And so when we're authentic and we share a weakness, we kind of invite people in and say, I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to make you feel bad. I just really want to understand what you're going through. And when they feel that acceptance, now you know you can communicate with them. Here's a cool little way to know if you're, they're willing to listen. There's three levels of communication. Fake, facts, feelings. And a lot of times when people get sharing the gospel, they start sharing facts. But until, let's say, Dr. Brothers, you shared a feeling with me, I know you're not ready to be receptive to the gospel. So, for instance, I could talk about, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm just being fake because I don't feel comfortable with it. Next one is, how are you doing today? Oh, great. How's Alabama? How's the football game? How's baseball? They'll talk sports. They'll talk with They're still not ready. But if they say, how are you doing today? Oh, man. I'm really, I'm sad. Now the relationship is open for the gospel. So that's a great way to know, should you share or should you not share? Wait for a feeling. When that is given to you, you know they're open and shame won't be their first response. The last one I want to highlight is celebration. And I find our church fascinating through the years. So I, I grew up in Canada. I had no church background. And I remember being baptized. Amazing. Like it was, like I was down in Oasis Canyon in a small little church by Uvalde, actually, where there was that shooting recently. And uh, the preachers moving from uh, Nova Scotia actually helped the family move. And he was trying out that Sunday. And I didn't know anything. I just, I was, I just went to him that Sunday morning. I said, Brian, I'd like to get baptized. What do I do? He goes, well, I'm trying out for this church after I'm done preaching. Come forward. I'm like, okay. So I come forward. I get saved. He gets the job. <laughs> because he brought his own convert. Who wouldn't hire him? And I rise up out of that water. And even C.S. Lewis says it. Surprised by joy. I could not imagine feeling that great. Well, think about the disconnect in some of our churches in this moment. This person, we have talked to, this is the biggest decision you've ever made. Like, you've got to know, you're going to give your life to Jesus. You're going to have your sins forgiven. And they rise up out of that water, and they feel that the Spirit has been given to them. They, they, they have their sins forgiven. And everybody just sits there. That's weird. Yeah. Now, I know that's like some of our customs, but that's odd. Yeah. 
Because if this is a grandiose moment, if this is the moment, somebody be excited. The eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Yeah, the angels are rejoicing. And, and I just think we got to, in our churches, restore. And that's what I love about the Lord's church. We are a restoring people. So when we look at the New Testament, if we're not in alignment with it, you know what we do? We get in line. We follow the pattern. Dr. Brothers, if you look at the pattern of the New Testament church, when there were baptisms, you know what they did? They rejoiced. They celebrated. And I think I would encourage our churches, when somebody has reached out to somebody, they come, they give their life to the Lord. Let us celebrate. Amen. Because, first of all, it encourages everybody else. And it teaches them, this is why we're doing what we're doing. This is important. So we got to bring back the restoration of celebration. I hope everybody sees why he's led so many people to Jesus. And I hope this will whet your appetite for emphasizing evangelism. I want us to realize that God's mission in the world is to save the world. And that can't just happen on Sunday morning sermons. And that all of us who are involved in ministry and leadership in the church need to be about God's mission in the world, which is to go into all the world and tell the good news of Jesus Christ, to bring them to Jesus and then celebrate with them when they find Jesus. So thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. God bless you and what you're doing in bringing people to fill the kingdom of heaven. Thank you for being a part of today's podcast. Thank you for joining us for another session of Ministry Matters That Matter.